St. Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Amen. My dear Christian friends, the weekends in May and June are filled with all kinds of feasts. It's during this time of the year where we have high school and college graduations. So our weekends are filled going and celebrating with the graduates. And we feast on hot dogs, brats, hamburgers, and taco bars. At these feasts there is soda, water, adult beverages, iced tea, and lemonade. We are celebrating the big day of a family or friend. In John chapter 7, the Jews are celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles, or it's also called the Feast of Shelters. This Feast of Shelters commemorates 40 years of big days, where the Lord provided and cared for his children of Israel during their Sinai wandering in the wilderness. During that time, the Israelites lived in temporary shelters or tabernacles on their way to the promised land of Canaan. And during those years of wilderness wandering, the Lord graciously cared for his people, providing them food and drink, even in the dry and desolate desert. He miraculously provided for them with bread that came down from heaven and water that came out of a rock. The Feast of Shelters was a pilgrimage festival, meaning that the Jews that were scattered all over would return to Jerusalem for this important feast. And for this feast, the Jews would live for seven days in a shelter outside of the city. Every day, water was drawn from the pool of Siloam in a golden pitcher and then was carried by the priest to the temple and poured out upon the altar. The water was poured out and the trumpets would blast and the people would sing these words from Isaiah. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. This is the setting of our gospel lesson, that Jesus is in the temple courtyard on the last day of the Feast of Shelters. John records for us, on the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and called out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. As the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from deep within the person who believes in me. This is a prayer, not just for the outpouring of water from a golden pitcher. This is a prayer for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon God's people. I'm wondering if the Jews understood what Jesus was talking about. Until St. John, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gives us a clue. He enlightens us on the meaning of Jesus' words, writing, By this Jesus meant the Spirit whom those who believed in him were going to receive. For the Holy Spirit had not yet come, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Now, the Holy Spirit was certainly active throughout the Old and New Testaments, bringing people to faith in Jesus as the coming Messiah. But what John is referring to is that that full outpouring of the Holy Spirit would not yet come about as St. Paul mentions in our epistle lesson from 1 Corinthians 12 that full outpouring of the gifts of the Holy Spirit would not come until Jesus' resurrection and ascension. 
Jesus promised the outpouring of the Holy Spirit would come shortly after his ascension. And so as the Jews were gathered together in Jerusalem for another pilgrimage festival, this one, the Harvest Festival of Pentecost. Pentecost would take place seven weeks after the Passover, or 50 days, because the word Pentecost means 50 It was a celebration of the abundance of blessing that God would give to his chosen children by bringing them into the promised land of Canaan, a land that was flowing with milk and honey. The Jews, who were spread all over the known world at the time, came back to Jerusalem for this pilgrimage festival. They were Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia and of Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. And at this Feast of Pentecost, the people brought the first fruits of their crops as an offering to the Lord. And at that particular feast of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came upon God's people. There was the sound of the rushing wind. There was the tongues of fire that were over the heads of the apostles. And then they were given the ability to speak in languages that were then known by the various peoples gathered in Jerusalem for the feast. This feast then became the first fruit offering to the Lord. It was a harvest of souls, 3,000 people that were baptized later after hearing Peter's sermon. And you, fellow saints, you are a part of that harvest. You are an offering to the Lord. You bring jubilation and joy to the saints and the angels. You are a reason to celebrate. You come to the feast of the altar with your fellow Lutheran brothers and sisters. You drink deeply from the water of life. You celebrate that you are living in temporary shelters here, knowing with joy and confidence that you have a greater home waiting for you in the promised land of heaven. But... But do you always feel like celebrating? Do you always celebrate your humble shelters here while you are waiting for the promised land of heaven? Do you cherish the living waters of baptism? Do you cherish having your faith fed readily at the feast of the Lord's Supper? Do you cherish feeling the wind of the Holy Spirit blowing through the voices of pastor and people, the wind of the Holy Spirit blowing through our words that are both spoken and sung, blowing into your ears and carrying those words into your minds and hearts. Do you remain spiritually hungry at times? Do you find yourself spiritually thirsty? Do you feel bored by worship are you uninterested in the feasts and festivals of the christian church here and then do you find yourself looking elsewhere for excitement and refreshment and then do you ever find yourself not being satisfied not being happy because you really don't know what you're looking for the african bishop saint augustine wrote 
You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. You see, God has put a thirst for him into your hearts, and we will never be happy. We will never be at rest until we find that joy, until we find that rest in our Lord. We will never have our spiritual thirst quenched until we are continually and deeply drinking from the waters of life. We will never have our spiritual hunger satiated until we are continually and regularly eating the feast of the altar of Christ's body and blood in his sacramental meal. And so Jesus calls to us saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. As the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from deep within the person who believes in me. Now, if you think about Jesus' words, if he was just a mere man, could he really do that? Could he really, as a mere man, give you both physical and spiritual food? If he was a mere man, could he really give you spiritual water? And physical water to quench your thirst. If Jesus was a mere man, there's no way that he could do that. But if Jesus can satiate my spiritual and physical hunger, if Jesus is more than a mere man to be able to quench my thirst both spiritually and physically, he's much more than a mere man. He is both man and God together. Jesus is true man and true God, together in human flesh, born in the manger that is suffering for us, who laid down his life for us on the cross. And then more than that, he took his life back up again on the third day, and then on the 40th day, ascended to his Father's right hand. Because Jesus is much more than a mere man, because he is true man and true God in the same person. He is our Lord and Savior, and therefore he is enough for us. Jesus took upon himself the worst that this world had to offer. And then he stands before us as our Savior and Shepherd, holding out his nail-pierced hands, and he holds out to you, jubilation and joy, satisfaction and salvation. Come to me, he says. And by God's grace and the call of the Holy Spirit, you come to him. Trust in me, he says. And by the grace and mercy of the Holy Spirit, you trust in him. As you give him your joys and your sorrows, you give him your hopes and your fears and your sins, a little bit more, each day as you trust in him a little bit more each day he can handle us he can handle all of us he can handle all of the darkest and most broken parts of us because he knows what you need he knows whom you need you need jesus you need the holy spirit so he gives you himself he gives you his holy spirit he says i will quench your thirst I will pour out from my heart a living water of the Holy Spirit who will then come from my heart into your heart so that he can then go from your hearts into the hearts of others. You will never be thirsty again. I will give you the living water so that you can then pass that living water on to others. 
And so we see today on this Feast of Pentecost that God takes us from feast to feast to feast. And this week, we learn that God has given us one more reason to celebrate and feast together. On Thursday, a call day at the seminary, after calling 16 times for a pastor and going to the seminary three times, after two and a half years of calling for a second pastor, God gave us the right man at the right place at the right time. As he assigned to us from the seminary, Nate Klusmeyer, who, to be our in-reach pastor, to be ordained and installed into the ministry here at Water of Life on July 9th. And in that afternoon service, we will feast. We will feast on God's word in that worship service. And then we'll go downstairs and we'll feast on food. And then after that, for the after party, the pastors and teachers will come over to the Zarling Jedi Temple to feast some more. Nate's ordination and installation will give us an even greater reason to feast. I've told every one of those 16 pastors that we call to be our pastor that all we're doing is waiting for that second guy to come. And then we trust together that the Lord, the Holy Spirit, is going to bless us with physical and spiritual growth in our congregation here at Water of Life, a little corner of God's kingdom. We have every confidence that the Holy Spirit has given the spiritual gifts to Nate and to me and to all of you then to gather our members together around the feast of the Lord's Supper, the feast of worship, and then to use our spiritual gifts together to go out and call out the families of Wisconsin Lutheran School and Shoreland Lutheran High School, and then to go out into the families of the neighborhoods and communities around our two campuses so that they can come and feast together. And then we trust that the Lord will bring about a harvest of souls like he did with the apostles at that Feast of Pentecost. He will use us to bring people to the feasts of word and sacraments, to the feasts of the bread of life and the water of life in our two sanctuaries. The Feast of Shelters, to the Feast of Pentecost, to the Ordination Feast, to the Feast of the Sacrament of the Altar, to the Banquet Feast of Salvation. That's a lot of feasts. So fellow saints, celebrate, cherish, come, eat, drink, get excited, be refreshed, and then invite others to do the same. Invite others to come, celebrate, cherish, rest, eat and drink, be excited and get refreshed with you, to come to the feast with you. From feast to feast to feast and so on. Amen. Please rise. For St. Peter tells us at the end of his sermon, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen.